the words Orenthal James Simpson mean anything to you? Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week, we have a guest. Uh, Welcome back, Abrianna. Hello. (laughs) And this week, we are talking Season 4, Episode 23, Demons. This episode aired May 11th, 1997. It was written by R.W. Goodwin, uh, his first and last episode of the x-files he wrote uh he wrote it and then he was like this is really hard (laughs) i'm not doing this again (laughs) good for him yeah and directed by kim manners so the plot of this episode is Mulder wakes up disoriented and covered in blood in a motel in providence so he calls scully who currently has cancer to come help him figure out if he killed two people. They have to piece together what he got up to during his weekend trip, and it leads them to a doctor ejecting people with ketamine. <laughs> so we, we were supposed to record last week, and we're recording this week instead. Last week, I was so sick and tired of Mulder. But this time I watched it, and I was like, no, I still love him. So <laughs> that plot has a little bit more bile than I'm feeling today. <laughs> When I wrote it last week. <laughs> but he really did call her when she had cancer and was like, can you please come down to Rhode Island? I didn't know that she had cancer. I gasped when you said that. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes yes. when he called Scully at 5 a.m. It's like, mom, I threw up energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Scully, Scully, can you come pick yeah. me up? I'm covered in blood in Rhode Island. <laughs> so... We start with the very disoriented dream Mulder is having. There's young Samantha wakes him up and we hear yelling downstairs and his parents are arguing and we don't really get a ton of detail from this, but he wakes up. He's very sweaty and he's on the floor of a motel room in Providence, Rhode Island, covered in blood, not his own blood. Just someone's blood. He's putting things together and he's like... Okay, I am really in trouble right now. I do need to call my partner, Scully, to get me out of this jam. <laughs> and yeah, he does call at 5 a.m. Horrid. I would not pick up the phone. I'm like, call me later. <laughs> Nothing's going to change in an hour. <laughs> I liked there is a timestamp when Scully's like speeding up to the motel and it's like an hour later. <laughs> it's so nuts because like that's like a nine hour drive. She just went really, really fast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she she got to the airport lickety split. <laughs> who's who's flying out on a Sunday, right. you know? He calls and he's like, I think I'm in a motel room in Providence. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really sure. <laughs> Holding keys in my hand. I think I'm in this hotel room. <laughs> and then he mentions the blood and she's like, Well, are you cut? And he's like, I don't think it's my blood, Scully. <laughs> Oh, boy. He's really in it now. And then we had the credits. I'm just, I have very incomplete notes. Oh, I'm, anyway. I'm trying to look at mine, and it's just, like, hot. I'm like, okay, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, 
Mine says Scully put on a great weekend trip. I definitely meant outfit or some somewhere I meant to say outfit. <laughs> she did. She's like this casual blazer look the entire time. She has like really casual clothes on, but then like a like blazer jacket. It was it's a very good. It look was really the good. entire yeah. episode. Yeah, it looked like it had shoulder pads or something. Yeah. It like looked really square. It's like she's incredible in charge, fit. You know? Like oh my god, like. So soothing. Like, something about the look was just so soothing to me. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the juxtaposition of Scully being dressed semi-professionally and then Mulder wearing, like, Timberlands and a members-only jacket the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Immediately goes into the motel room. Mulder has not locked the door, and he's in the shower, just sitting in the tub getting sprayed with hot water and being like, I can't warm up. She's like, no, get out of there. I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm a doctor. Like, (laughs) you need actual medical attention, not whatever the hell you think this is doing. (laughs) Right. And she's, she's like, going through the concussion protocol with him, asking him if he knows what day it is. Of course he doesn't, because he is in, like, actual crisis mode. (laughs) And... They're trying to piece together what happened jointly, and Scully realizes that two two bullets are missing from his gun, which, to quickly jump ahead, I don't think ever gets resolved. We never find out where he shot. No. No. No, because, yeah, no. Like, like did, did uh, Amy Cassandra steal his gun and then... I think that's what I assumed, but I don't remember if they actually addressed that or not. (laughs) No, never. (laughs) (laughs) It's a red herring. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, just not a good look for Mulder (laughs) right now. No, and also he's so fucked. Yeah. Doesn't remember what happened, covered in blood, two bullets with seat, and he has their car, and the car steering wheel is covered in blood, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Scully's like, I may have cancer, but you are the one that is, like, more screwed over right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she's like, okay, like, Mother, like, let's get you to a hospital. Let's figure out what happened. He's like, no, I actually need to figure out what happened right now. No doctor. Only investigation. We have a kind of quick scene of this police officer is cutting his face out of every picture he owns very weird uh very honestly a a bit spooky it's a it's a it's an intense scene scene. but it's also like hard to see how it fits in until later it's kind of out of the blue you're like i don't know like is this guy the killer what is this guy's Mm -hmm. deal besides just really cutting his own face out of these pictures yeah yeah i I wrote down is he collaging (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's yeah, making like, a vision was, board yeah <laughs> he, he he's has like big divorced dad energy in this scene i don't think he's meant to be a divorced dad he just has that energy Mulder and scully go to the cassandra's residence um they're named cassandra i think because there's the uh the roman god is like the the goddess of vision or something. Yeah, so Cassandra was given um the gift of prophecy, but with the caveat that no one would believe her. 
So she frequently gave mm-hmm. like readings and stuff that were true, but no one believed her. So they ostracized her. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because there's like another character later in the show that is also named Cassandra. And I think it's for the exact same reason. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, we get it. Y'all are really into Roman mythology. <laughs> like, it's too cool. We had to use it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the great scene of they knock and wait, like, maybe five seconds, and then Mulder goes out and lock the door, but then, like, the housekeeper opens and, like, sees that he has the keys, and she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> were you just trying to break into this house? Yes, he was. But the the housekeeper ends up letting them in because they say that she's their FBI, which they are. But like also, I don't know if you're house sitting, I would prefer that you don't let cops into my place personally. Yeah, that's going to be on the, the list of rules that I have printed out for you. <laughs> Number one, don't yes. let the cops in. I don't care what it's about. <laughs> uh, AB has all these houses that she or she has one house she paints extensively and it's the house she grew up in. Which is in Rhode Island. And Mulder says, oh, like, that's close to where my family's summer home is. Which, and we can just take a sidebar real quick. Why do the Mulders have a summer home in Rhode Island when they live full time in Martha's Vineyard? Why? That's so close. Why does anyone have a summer home? Yeah. (laughs) Like. Why would you not have a summer home in like Florida or something? <laughs> like they just really love well, the Northeast. Awful. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, they're, they're just so nuts. Really they're... waspy. It's it's honestly kind of like he, Mulder is really going through it this episode, but it's still amazing how normal he is. You know, <laughs> like all things considered, <laughs> is he? Normal? He should be more weird. <laughs> He's not normal, but from that family, it's a surprise that he's even <laughs> this normal. And so they go to the house, and Mulder doubles over in pain and has another vision. And it's his parents arguing, but this time, Chris Owens, who plays the young cigarette stocky man's there. And he, he, calls, he calls Mulder a little spy. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That it was cigarette smoking. No, man I didn't or... get that it was cigarette smoking man, but I didn't understand the little spy bit. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, like I'm a child. Of course, I'm going to eavesdrop on my parents' right. argument. Yeah, it's because he and Samantha are eavesdropping on the argument, which you know everyone has done. <laughs> right, right. Also, this ho- this house setup. I didn't talk about it in the opening one, but like they're they're on like a loft area. Like they could see over to the living room. So it's. I'll, of course, you're gonna eavesdrop. Like, they're if you're gonna have <laughs> go a- have it somewhere else if you want a private conversation. Yeah. So if you want to have an argument that you you don't want your kids to overhear, then like maybe have it in the bedroom or something, not literally <laughs> in the living room where there's a loft that they can just sit. Yeah. In the shadows and listen. So Mulder comes back and Scully's like, "You were non-responsive. You just fell over. Like, what happened? Talk to me." And he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel really good though, Scully. I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry about me." <laughs> She's like, "I know you're lying. You just had a seizure. <laughs> like she just saw you have a seizure. <laughs> like 
I'm sorry, but you could not talk your way out of this. <laughs> but they go inside the house, find David and Amy Cassandra dead uh, from gunshot wounds. So we're like, did Mulder shoot him? He did have those two bullets missing. Well, if you're paying a close close attention to this episode like that, like you're a sucker, because that doesn't mean anything, apparently. <laughs> That's giving them too much credit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they call the cops, of course, and the cops are, like, very interested in Mulder's missing time, missing bullets, covered in blood. Oh, I just remember being here at some point story that is so sus. Scully is acting like the medium between them, where she's like, I've explained to them your health issues. You don't have to answer any questions if you don't want to. <laughs> She's like, don't say anything. <laughs> I loved that yeah. she was she was a doctor. She was an FBI agent. She was a lawyer. She was doing it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was like really, she's, she's a, really on her A game during this episode. I made a note that I was just like, if Jillian hadn't submitted, submitted like Memento Mori, which is kind of like her reckoning with her cancer diagnosis episode for an Emmy, like this episode would have would have been great to submit because like she's mm-hmm. so good in it and it's like a game scully the entire time like yes amazing she gets to yell i love when she gets to yell so good and Mulder, Mulder does realize how screwed he is and he does point that out to scully and he says does the name or orenthal james simpson mean anything <laughs> to you i love that <sighs> <laughs> that's a 90s reference that still carries over to today <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he does talk to the cops a little and scully insists that like he's not being investigated anymore they are going to the hospital he is getting checked out and the cop is like okay that's fine but you will be riding with me Mulder." <laughs> scully's like don't say anything else to him <laughs> scully's like i cannot i cannot emphasize enough how much you do not yeah, need to talk yeah. right now. Yeah. Miranda writes for Mulder, but not Miranda writes for everybody else. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Mulder was like, he was being so sassy with this investigator. At one point he's like, okay, is that the story? And Mulder goes for now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was big. Like teenager got caught. I don't know. Stealing his mom's car. Yeah. And like, I was like, yeah. Very confused by uh, him being like, God, Scully, clearly I killed these people. And then the cop's like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't, like, don't, don't ask me. Like, <laughs> exactly. I also love the, after he said for now, the detective was like, do you want to elaborate on that statement back at the station? <laughs> <laughs> and Scully's like, no, he doesn't actually. <laughs> In the autopsy for Amy Cassandra, Scully does find this hole in her head. Very bizarre. This will come back. Uh, And then, meanwhile, Mulder is looking very sad, pathetic, and, I must stress, very hot in an interrogation room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but he's, like, wearing this, like, white t-shirt and, like... (laughs) You could see his nipples at some point. I just kept thinking of that Trump tweet where he's like, 
Barney Frank uh, nipples protruding, very disgusting. <laughs> I literally made a note. I said, Shelby's going to lose it for white t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, she's going to go crazy. God, he looks so great. Like in his, they both look, they need to be in casual fits more often. Yeah. They just look so incredible in them. I agree. It was doing something <laughs> for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just like just this like level of like 90s fashion that like doesn't because like usually when people talk about like fashion from previous period it's mm-hmm. like the big showy stuff and not like the everyday kind of wear and this is such an everyday kind of wear 90s like for both of yeah, them like yeah. not ostentatious but also like still very dated <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the cop has his shirt and it's just like I mean everything points to you killing them I Dude, I don't know what to tell you. You did it. You can't remember if you did it or not. So <laughs> you must have done it. And so he gets his Miranda rights read to him uh, and then put in an orange jumpsuit, which doesn't work for me. I don't know. I feel like you could look good in an orange jumpsuit, but he doesn't. Orange is a difficult color to pull off. Yeah, he, he has like such a weird nerd look in it. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> And as they're, like, moving him to his cell, Scully busts in, and she's like, I'm going to get you out of here. Don't worry about it, old dude. <laughs> and we find out Amy Cassandra had ketamine in her system, and Mulder also had ketamine. So he was just, like, going down a K-hole with some senior citizens, presumably. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I love the line where Scully says that, she like explains to him that they had ketamine and there's a, he was like, what? So I was partying with some senior citizens. I was like, what is with this sass, Mulder? She's trying to help you. <laughs> and um, yeah. seems like it. I don't know. Like, Yeah, like what's the other answer, Mulder? Right. <laughs> you killed them? <laughs> senior citizens can do drugs. It's... <laughs> One of my favorite videos, you know, have you ever seen that challenge where it's like, I can't remember all the steps, basically you like, you smoke, I think you take a hit of like a joint or something, chug a beer and like do all these other co- like consuming drugs, like all in one go without taking a breath. <laughs> that sounds awful. I, I definitely seen like a, an older woman do that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is who Molly was partying with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope I'm doing ketamine when I'm in my 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The cop we saw from the very first scene, like, way, way earlier, uh, is also there, and he goes into a cell and uh, dies by suicide. And it's, <laughs> you know, everybody just hears a gunshot and runs towards it, you know, obviously. And, and Scully goes to, like, help him, and he very clearly, like, has a big bullet hole in his head which is survivable but not in this case <laughs> but scully is like i'm a doctor i got it she's like never mind he's dead sorry <laughs> sorry to y'all <laughs> i was scream laughing when she was like get out of the way i'm a doctor and she goes in and like half a second later she like looks at the bullet hole and she's like he's dead <laughs> i was like yeah clearly <laughs> it was pretty funny yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's also like what I don't know, like how how could you save him at that point? Oh, right. Yeah. In the earlier scene, his head was also bleeding, so 
it's not a big leap to assume that he was also doing ketamine. So all of these people doing ketamine involved in some sort of crime. Let's follow, let's follow where this goes. <laughs> Scully and the detective go to the cops. They see all the pictures and him cut out. And it's very like, oh, this man's going through something. And it turns out he was on desk duty because his partner complained about his irritability and lying. And probably more crucially for cops and deciding to put someone on desk duty, believed in aliens. <laughs> I can excuse the irritability and lie, but I draw the line at A, believing in aliens. <laughs> and then Scully finds a magazine. There's a whole a magazine about being abducted. I don't know if that's ever been real, but that's wild. <laughs> you know, in the 90s, you could make a magazine about anything. Truly. I, yeah, that was notable <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now nowadays it would be a zine, a, right. a handful of zine. <laughs> it would just be like a a blog that nobody reads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But the woman on the cover was Amy Cassandra, so there is a connection between the cop and the Amy, and a connection between Amy and Mulder in that sense. If she was an abductee, it makes total sense that Mulder would be in contact with her. Especially an abductee that is as high profile as like someone being on the cover of Abductee Magazine, which right. I'm as soon as I said that, I was like, that's so funny. Which it's also like, <laughs> why did I word it that way? Of course, Mulder probably also subscribes to Abductee Monthly. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's it, his, his mail carrier putting the mail in his, <laughs> his mail slot. He's got porn, 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 Abductee Monthly, <laughs> the MUFON newsletter. <laughs> yes. The lone gunman. <laughs> Mulder has yet another vision uh, in his jail cell. Uh, Mulder sees his dad and cigarette smoking man arguing and hears Tina Mulder yell, Samantha, no, my baby. And then Mulder starts yelling, holding onto the bars of his cell and says, I want to talk. Just yelling constantly. Bury him. Bury him. Like, I, I'm not gonna... Y'all aren't sleeping. If I need something, nobody else in this block is sleeping. It's all about him. Right. I thought that was funny. <laughs> like, guard, I'm ready to talk! <laughs> <laughs> but not to y'all. Yeah. Where's Scully? <laughs> and then he just never shuts up. Yes. And then as soon as Scully, you know, she goes have a nice sleep in whatever shithole motel she's stuck in, because you know the FBI isn't paying for this, because why would they? <laughs> also, she drove down on a s Sunday, so this is presumably a Monday. Can you imagine the call, like, Scully? It's like, hey, Skinner, like, Mulder and I are going to be in the office. Uh, Mulder is in jail, and I'm trying to get him out. <laughs> Again. <laughs> we will not be pay taking PTO at this time. <laughs> Can I use this as a personal day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, if it gets worse, I'll show up, but I'm not showing up now. <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> but she shows up, and the detective's like, oh, Mulder wants to talk to you. He wouldn't shut up, actually, about it. She's like, okay. 
<laughs> and she goes and talks to him alone. And she's like, I know you didn't do it. We're getting you out. We found a bunch of other evidence that proves that you probably didn't do it. They do get a lead about the doctor. So they go to Dr. Goldstein's. And what do you know? That's where Mulder's car is. So he must, he drove to Providence. He got off work on a Friday, drove, I think, nine hours to Providence to get ketamine injected into himself and have a hole drilled in his head. That is so Mulder. It really is. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> so I go to the psychologist who just keeps lying to them. He says he didn't meet Mulder. He says, Nothing about ketamine, nothing about drilling a hole in people's head. He just says that he used an aggressive treatment of electrical impulses to simulate light and sound. <laughs> with all that in mind, two of his like clients have died, so not doing a great job at the whole psychologist thing. And he did he when he was talking about uh amy and he said she was she was happy after treatment <laughs> and it's just like this man has never heard of like mania at all like mm -mm. i would be very concerned if you know like a like a depressed patient became too you know happy <laughs> it's like to the point of mania <laughs> and he's just like she seemed happy i don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. She's she's painting the same house like compulsively. And he's like, she had moments yeah. of really intense creativity and joy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this obsessive painting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just the same house over and over again. Just such creativity. So, of course, Mulder, like, entrusted this man with his, you know, brain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he saw no problem with this. And when Scully says, Why would you do that, Mulder? Why would you undergo something as crazy and dangerous as this? It's like, Scully, are we talking about the same person? Because, like, it couldn't be more on brand for him to do that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scully, like, I love you, but you need to have, like, some self awareness. <laughs> <laughs> he has yet another vision in the parking lot. Of his mom and cigarette smoking man. And he's like, okay, let's go. We're going to investigate. I need my keys. And she's like, I'm not, you're not driving anywhere. You're nuts. So, of course, he ropes her into driving him to Greenwich, Connecticut, um, which I think is like an hour and a half. I looked up all this. Y'all know, y'all know I love, I can only think in distances. I'm like, I need to know where these are going. I know. It's such a Texas thing to be like, how far away is that, though? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Texas brain was like, I don't know. It's all New England. It's probably like 20 minutes away, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me double check. Oh, I'm sorry. Providence to Greenwich is two hours and 27 minutes. So that's still nothing to me, you know? Same. That's like a doable distance. Yeah. Yeah. Scully just driving and Mulder is just like asleep in the passenger seat because he has had so much ketamine shoved into his body in like a weekend. He's coming down from his K-hole. 
he, he's laying down in the back seat and she's listening to talk radio at a very low volume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. She's like, she's like NPR on. <laughs> so they get to Tina Mulder's. Don't worry, everybody. There's very minimal Tina Mulder in this episode. So she, it's not enough to piss me off yet, you know? And Mulder does kind of deserve what his mom does to him. So, um, <laughs> as they get there, Scully's just kind of standing there awkwardly as, as Mulder, you know, digs into his, his family's very messy, messy drama. <laughs> and he's, you know, saying like, mom, I need to talk to you about something. And, she ignores him and just turns to Scully and he's like, what, what is he talking about, Scully? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says, a while ago you told me that dad asked me to, to make a decision and you, you chose Samantha to get abducted, which uh, we found that out in uh, Paperclip, season three, episode two. And he says, well, it actually wasn't your decision to make, was it? Like, Samantha was taken and you had no choice in the matter. And he says that Cigarette Smoking Man made her choose Samantha. And then he asks who his father is. So we're really just getting into it. Now we're... Just go <laughs> straight to the heart of the issue. Yes, and also... Tina doesn't actually answer the question. <laughs> no, why would she answer it? And also, she does slap him, which <laughs> deserved. I am on Tina's side on this. But then she says, what do you want to do, kill him again? <laughs> so I don't, I think that's a yes. I think, <laughs> I think that's a yes in that is cigarette smoking with my father. You know, it's definitely not a no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All signs point to yes without her ever saying yes, but yes. Yes. And there is a scene, I can't remember exactly when it happens in the episode, but there's like a scene where Cigarette Smoking Man is hugging Samantha. So at the very least, Samantha is his daughter. But also, yeah, Mulder's probably his son too. <laughs> um Bill Mulder, what were you doing? <laughs> Well, I can tell you what he wasn't doing. I was about to <laughs> yes. say. This was like this one scene felt like lifetime movie drama. I was yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> this is so dramatic. This is so melodramatic. It's kind of incredible. We love paternity drama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't just have a character's dad be who you said he is. You just can't do that. <laughs> Where's the drama in that? <laughs> so Tina storms off and then Scully goes to check on Mulder and he is stormed off too and he's taken the car this is like rule one you do not give Mulder the keys yeah like, I was about to say how did he even get the keys did she just not keep them I don't know she drove so like did she just give him the keys don't do that Scully like I'm not saying this is your fault Scully but like how do you not know that after <laughs> Four years. Did she leave them on like the entryway, like table, like when she got into the house? Because also, I would have seen him that? grab them. Yeah. Anyway, 
She has been abandoned at Tina Mulder's <laughs> awkward. God. As Mulder scurries off to the doctor. So he drives another three hours. <laughs> Back to Providence, Rhode Island. And which, not to split hairs, but if Scully, she could have called the police and they could have cut him off before he got to the doctors, you know? Because he did have to drive three hours. So what was going on here? I don't know. I'm I'm not here to critique your work, um, Bob Goodwin, but just not adding up. Very, very codependent. <laughs> yes. They are really like this is the way their rea- their their relationship in this episode like just screams like uh protagonist in a mountain good song. Like oh, yeah. it's kind of unreal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this this is going to Georgia. Like <laughs> <laughs> the it's funny because the doctor's treatment is like to put on these like silver glasses that like are lights or whatever. I literally and, wrote like, down headphones and it's just like the goofiest. <laughs> I literally wrote down VR headset molder because it looks like a VR headset. It's just like yes, huge, just covering his entire face. It's like comically sci-fi. Yeah. Hmm. Like, sensory deprivation chamber on, like, a budget. (laughs) (laughs) And the cops get there after Mulder has gotten treatment and left. So maybe Scully's phone was in the car or something. (laughs) She didn't have the detective's number. (laughs) Who knows? But it took her too long to call the cops on Mulder. So... Scully shows up and Mulder's not there and she goes to talk to the doctor D- talk to she goes to yell at the doctor mm-hmm. and she's like what did, where where did he go what did he say where did he say he was going answer me damn it <laughs> I love when she says that yeah <laughs> yeah I think Scully like almost beating up this doctor and while, while he's sitting in the back of a police car it's like peak television I I was very <laughs> oh, into yeah. it yes Yes. Oh my god, yes, so much. But he says he was going to exercise his demons. Great. <laughs> so he goes off to Quanakotag. And Scully goes after him. And she goes in and he, you know, yells like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And uh, I- I'm gonna be, I really hate this end scene. <laughs> Because he's just this big dramatic, like, has his gun, and and he points it at himself, and he points it at Scully, and and Scully's like, are you really going to shoot me? Is this how much it means to you? And then he, like, very dramatically shoots at the wall, and, like, yeah. Annoying. I love yeah. the scene showing him, like, pointing the gun, and then it zooms out, and you see Scully behind him. <laughs> That's drama. That's yes. drama, and I respect it. <laughs> Yes. Yes. He needs to. He needs to do a one eighty and just shoot at the wall to like relieve his pent up anger or whatever the hell. <laughs> the 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 last gasp of his K hole. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like, just reminds me so much of like, um. So like the mountain gets at the song going to Georgia and the the singer slash. The one who wrote the song, John Darnielle, like, hates that song now. Mm-hmm. 
because it's like really misogynistic, which it is, but it's also like a total bop. Yeah. <laughs> so you will catch me vibing. You put going to Georgia on, I will start screaming <laughs> and like <laughs> just feel because like the 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 song like the narrator has like a gun and he goes to a woman's house and she has to like talk him down essentially and like that's mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully's relationship in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. And um yeah, it is it is it is pretty misogynistic. Oh yeah. But before we get into all that, <laughs> uh we have our segments which we will start with as always Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder. Mulder! The Mulder rating. And I'll start. And so last week Shelby Gave him a 9.5. And this week, Shelby wants to give him an 8. So I'll split the difference and give him, like, an 8.75. He is very, like, he he's he has family trauma out the wazoo. So, like, there he has... It, but it's still pretty hard to sympathize with him in this episode, I feel. Yeah. Laura. Uh, Yeah, I made that face. I made this, like, shocked face because I gave him an 8.5. Which is technically lower than your 8.75, but I'm calling them the same because it's between 8 and 9, which is like where we were both aiming for. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I agree. He's like, he's like not having a good time, but also I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. And he's just kind of making his own situation actively worse the entire time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fully agree. Like, his handling of his own mental health has never been good, and it's especially jarring in this episode. Right, right. Ariana. Um, yeah, I gave him a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I um, I respect I loved it. watching it, um, but I thought he was super annoying. Um, like, between yeah. just him being so sassy to, like, the investigators is so mean to Scully, <laughs> and he was just giving me, like, you know, like a like a boyfriend who cheats on you, and then you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm upset. We're breaking up." And he's like, "I know it. I'm a piece of shit." And it's like, "Well, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah." That's kind of the issue here. Um, so yeah, he was super annoying, but I did love it. <laughs> super annoying, but not in yeah, a negative yeah. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> annoying affection. <Yes. laughs> okay. And next we have... So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Scully's sassiest moment. Laura? Um, yeah, so I don't think she was very sassy, mostly just because she was like cleaning up Mulder's mess the entire episode, mm-hmm. right? But there was this really great moment that I liked whenever they were first confronting Dr. Goldstein. And he they come into his office and he says, please sit down. And then neither one of them sits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and and Scully looks really pissed and about Scully it. Scully is like about to like literally like rip his head off. Like she hates him. <laughs> she like totally disagrees with like his entire practice. Um, thinks he's actively harming people. And like that's the opposite of what a doctor's supposed to do. Right. And she's just like, I know what you do at the very end. Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought it was really so funny. sexy of her. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that he was like, "Please take a seat," and then like no one sits. <clears throat> Avriana, what's yours? Um, yeah, I also I had I know what you do, but then I, my backup was just <laughs> when um, 
at the very end when she goes to Mulder and she's like, are you going to shoot me? <laughs> because yeah, even though she's like feeling bad for him and she went in there to like help him, she's still like, come on. <laughs> like, right. Get it together. dude. Exactly. Are you going to shoot me? Is that like what this is? <laughs> is this how it ends? Exactly. Uh, mine was um, when she tells the detective, Agent Mulder isn't going anywhere but to a hospital. <laughs> she, she's like shutting that shit down. She's like, no. 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 <laughs> and lastly, we have our... Welcome, you've got mail. 90s moment. Uh, Ariana. My top one was definitely Abductee Magazine. Um, just the fact that there was a physical <laughs> magazine about people who thought that they were abducted by aliens. That felt very 90s to me. Something I would find in the guest bathroom at like my aunt's house in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's so many jobs in, like, that like exist in the 90s that I don't think exist anymore. And I feel like writer for Abductee Magazine is what... <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been incredible at that job. And it's a pity that it, does, it no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Laura. I was going to go with just, like, their outfits this episode. We already kind of talked about it, but, like, just their very good 90s casual looks um, with Scully's, like, casual, like, slightly business cash blazer over her, like, very nice casual sort of, like, outfits and, like, mm -hmm. Mulder's, like, Timberlands and his white t-shirt and his jeans. Just very good casual 90s looks for me. Mm-hmm. That's mine as well. I when I first watched this episode, I like didn't pick anything up nineties about it. Like Right. I think which, the OJ reference is kind of like the other like one that sticks out to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um but a, a few of the ones I watched when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, and it was like the outfit like looked like something like my mom's friend would wear. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or just like, you know, like some some woman I would see in my childhood. <laughs> And I was like, God, that's such a fit. That's such a fit. Yeah. She looks incredible. She does. This one has, I think I talked to about this with Zero Sum as well. This one, I had I had demons on the list, and then I took it off when I rewatched it, because I kind of hated it, but then I think it kind of won me over again. This episode is, like, I have to be in the mood. To, I have to be in a very particular mood to, like, watch it and vibe with it. Because sometimes it'll just irritate the shit out of me because it is, like, it is pretty misogynistic. Mm -hmm. Like, this idea, like, Scully needs to save Mulder is, like, right. kind of frustrating and fucked up. But, like, also can be kind of cute in, like, that way that, like, sometimes things that are bad for you are, like, <laughs> soothing. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, with a Lifetime movie, like, I'm like, I know this is yeah. trash, mm -hmm. but I'm obsessed. It started out at like an 11 out of 10 and did not let up <laughs> mm -hmm. yes yes and it's it is so melodramatic and it is like you know when you're in the mood for it you're in the mood for it right. and you're like completely vibing and i will just say like the next episode we do is like also like that <laughs> we're like <laughs> sometimes i'll watch it and be like oh, this is so annoying this is so poorly written like we are going in circles and then the other times i'm like completely vibing with like what's going on on tv <laughs> So, yeah, I think the visuals, I really like the visuals of this episode. Like, the dream sequences were super cool, and, like, all the audio distortion and, like, visual distortion really worked, in my opinion. 
So I definitely think it's a good episode. I just think sometimes you might watch it and get irritated and sometimes you might just love it to pieces. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it you, it's definitely something you have to be in the mood for. Like, if you're in the mood for something that's kind of trash, like, you're going to have a fun time. If you're not, you're just going to be annoyed by it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked that it was, like, scary. Not scary, but it was kind of, like, unsettling, but in an unexpected way. Because it had, like, this almost, like, crime, like, bend right. to it. I like it mm-hmm. whenever... It's, like, a bit more procedural than it is, like, sci-fi. And sometimes I like that in the X-Files. When it's, like, less about, like, like sci-fi supernatural and slightly more procedural, but, you know, still slightly tied to aliens. I I liked mm-hmm. that. Like, it was like, okay, sure, these people were being treated because they thought they were mm-hmm. abducted by aliens and Mulder's dealing with, like, remembering his sister being abducted. But also it's, like, it's mostly about this guy, like, abusing his power and putting ketamine through a hole in these people's heads right. and then they like kill each other and kill themselves like it was like that's right. creepy to yeah. me and i kind of wish the episode kind of leaned into this more but Mulder has this level of desperation when it comes to his sister that like is kind of unparalleled for like and i think leaning into that like i kind of wish like maybe we could you know understand like the like the Cassandras and this cops like desperation they felt to like go to this doctor right. with like this incredibly aggressive and like unconventional treatment to like find out what happened to them um right yeah that's like really relatable I feel like yeah it's like he's the real villain of the episode but they don't really focus on that they kind of focus on just like Scully having Mulder's to save pain. right yeah save Mulder <laughs> instead of like this like malpractice that's been going on and like who these people are because like those people like they didn't need to die like they Mm -hmm. were basically murdered by this doctor so like if like it would have been like I think yeah a better story if that had been able to actually be like talked about more I don't know I lost my train of thought there sorry (laughs) I'll get I I follow I follow what you mean (laughs) Yeah. Um, but even even with that criticism in mind, like this this uh, like it's interesting to get more like Mulder family drama. Um, I say interesting. I I don't know. Like sometimes like it is. I will say that like the idea that cigarette smoking man is Mulder's father it explains like why he gets to do as much as he gets to do and like not be just like left in the desert to die or something. <laughs> makes like it just makes way more sense than like cigarette smoking man's previous explanation he always gave of like risk turning one man's crusade into like you don't want to become a martyr it's like just say that it's your son you don't want to kill your son (laughs) this makes more sense right it's also like who would Mulder become a martyr for all those nerds the the MUFON groups are actually going to (laughs) radicalize when Mulder gets killed by them I, I, yeah, I will say this, I watched this episode, like, a couple hours ago, and I was, like, way more on board with its nonsense this time than I was, like, last week. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes it is just some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when you first asked me to be, like, on the podcast, and you were like, would you rather have just a really stupid episode or a really dramatic one? And I was like, either <laughs> one of the extremes, like... And I feel like yes. you really delivered. This one was 
stupid but also insanely dramatic and i was like this is perfect this is, perfect. Yes. This is all i it's want so good. <laughs> yes exactly yes I'm, I'm so happy i was i was able to nail it because <laughs> last time you were on you was on like a pretty funny one you were on for um yes Quagmire, yes right? <laughs> and that one is pretty funny and just like that not like that dramatic but just like really yeah goofy. it's really super goofy <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is our episode for this week. And if you'd like to follow us, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we're condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. And definitely email us if you have questions or reach out if you have any questions or anything for our, our, our very, very soon bonus episode. Because <laughs> we're talking about the finale next time. So after that, we'll have our bonus episode. Uh, so it'd be cool to ask, uh, answer any questions y'all had. And next time we are talking season four, episode 24, Gethsemane. We're gonna, we're going back to Mythark and we'll see if I'm in the mood for this episode when we <laughs> watched it. I rewatched it yesterday because I wanted to see if it was important, and I was honestly just vibing so hard with the episode that I was like, okay, we'll discuss it, and if I'm in a sour mood, right. it'll just be one of those episodes where I'm very irritated with everything the show does. We'll see if we both vibe with it, or if one of us is vibing and the other one is irritated. <laughs> you, Yeah, you're. I think, I feel like you're probably going to be irritated, and I'm just going to be like, oh my god, look at Mother and Scully. <laughs> Um, but we hope that you liked this episode and thank you to Abrianna for coming on. Yeah, this is so, so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that I, uh, I had COVID and we had to reschedule. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's all good. I, I have somehow managed to not get it yet. Knock on wood. So this will probably, it, I feel like it'll probably derail us at some point <laughs> <laughs> when either me or Laura gets right. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. Uh, everyone have a nice week. Bye. Bye.